When this whole Rio Olympics debacle first started, I was really torn. See, my initial thought was that the Olympic Games are international, global games. So that means that we can't exclude anyone. That would be sugarcoating the actual state of the world. It's like when you have a large group of friends and no one wants to go to Tom's house. Everyone knows that Tom has six ever-changing roommates and a futon instead of a couch, but when it's time for Tom to host, you still have to show up. You might show up with more alcohol than usual, but you still have to show up. But eventually, my feeling of inclusiveness turned into concern. And eventually, that concern turned back into enjoyment. Because the things that are happening at Rio aren't just horrible, they're also expected. Okay, it's a corrupt, unstable government. So you would expect that a Chinese athlete would be mugged by a man who threw up on him pretending to be drunk. You might even expect that a team would have their building set on fire and all of their equipment stolen. But it isn't just the local populace that is working against this. It is nature itself. The water in Rio cannot be consumed. Experts are telling the athletes not to put their heads under the water, which could be difficult while swimming. Mosquitoes are spreading a deadly virus. Bug spray is being handed out at airports. Equipment is being carried away by storms. And while all of this is going on, the IOC is saying, no, no, it's getting better. By now, a literal train wreck could be better. And it's hilarious that something as ubiquitous and small as a mosquito is the cause of pretty much everything terrible on Earth. Every year, scientists release new studies reading mosquitoes horrible, absolutely no consequences for destroying them all. Scientists are very spiteful about this. Because unlike most things in our environment, we really have no reason to keep mosquitoes around. In fact, mosquitoes are so terrible that eliminating them entirely would probably create some environmental vacuum through which hummingbirds and unicorns and rainbows could then proliferate. They carry pretty much every disease and virus known to man, even worms that live in hearts. How much more horrific can you get than a worm that lives in your heart? Yet when people see a mosquito, they just get mildly irritated, and that's what I don't understand. They should run screaming into the house and douse themselves in mosquito repellent or just gasoline, but instead they just lazily slap the thing away. That's a kind of easygoing reaction to something that could not only kill you, but also potentially your unborn children. This is the same society that runs screaming at the sight of a completely harmless spider, a spider that carries no diseases, no viruses, and perhaps most importantly, kills and eats mosquitoes. Spiders are your buddy. Some years ago, Bill Gates pulled out a glass of mosquitoes and unleashed it on a TED crowd, saying there is no reason only poor people should be infected. That's the kind of baller move that only someone as rich as Bill Gates can do. There's a moment in time when you're so resilient to even lawsuits that you can do things like unleash pestilence upon a technology conference. Then again, the type of people who go to a TED talk were probably just incredibly happy to be part of the moment. Mosquitoes almost universally impact third world regions where they can reproduce unchecked. One of the major risk factors for mosquito infestation is standing stagnant water, which generally doesn't occur in more developed areas. And again, we just don't care about things that happen in poorer areas of our world. Poverty is really one of the only reasons we haven't dealt with global warming yet, because most of the people who are currently impacted by it are poor. I live in a state with a senator who brought a snowball to the Senate floor in order to disprove global warming. Lack of logic aside, it's easy for a senator to believe global warming doesn't occur. Because this house is air-conditioned. 
But in 2015, at least 2,500 people in India died because of the heat wave, which was one of the deadliest in written record. If you've been in the dating sector at all in the last decade, you know about something called negging. A lot of men don't believe negging actually happens in the wild, but it absolutely does. Negging is intended as a sort of playful teasing. In order to break the ice, a man goes up to a woman and says something that could be construed as a compliment or maybe an insult at the same time. It's meant to make her feel a little uncertain and unsure about herself. Here are some, quote, awesome negs that work, unquote, from a site called Seduction Science. Number one, your roots are showing. This one is actually just a straight-out insult. The goal is to make the woman feel self-conscious about something that she can't control right now. Because, theoretically, only women with low self-esteem will probably sleep with you. The great thing about negging is that it's insulting to both men and women, which is the true equality. Here's another one. You know, you look just like my little sister. Weird. I love this one because I just don't know what direction it's supposed to go in. Like, what happens if it works, and what happens if you actually like her? What happens when she finds out that you don't have a little sister? And why would looking like your little sister be either a positive or a negative? Why would that make someone want to sleep with you? This one's just a mess. You know, I like that outfit you've got on, but I don't know, your shoes don't really match. You should have gone with tan boots. Again, you can see the theory here. The goal is to point out something about the woman that will not only make her self-conscious, but also that she can't change. The idea is that she'll be thinking to herself, Oh God, my boots don't match. I should bang him. Negging happens all the time on dating sites, and I love it because it's so perplexing. Seduction scientists will say that it's intended to knock arrogant women down a peg so that they're more approachable. It's supposed to be an equalizer. But these tactics only work on those with self-esteem. So it's predatory, to be sure, but in a really kind of useless, pathetic way, like a kitten puffing up really big to attack a mirror image of itself. Alright guys, have a fantastic night. Tune in Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Central, and follow me on Twitter at jkiloindia.